Alrighty, folks. It is Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific time on the West Coast. This is Success Never Sleeps. I am Brandon Belisa, and we want to welcome you here, where we take your questions and answer and give you answers to help you better your life personally, professionally, in your vision of what you want to achieve, your version of success, and ultimately to do what? Live your best life. That's really what it's all about. That is my purpose. And that's what I do for individuals, teams, companies, startups. That is my purpose to help you live your best life. So I want to thank our sponsors. Make sure that I do that. First, I'm going to start off with my studio, simply the best CRM system out there. You know why? Because they're always updating. I know people give us a little gruff about that because, wow, you changed it again. You changed it again. Think how many times you get updates on your iPhone each week all the time. Any great software is constantly going to have updates, constantly making improvements. They're not afraid to disrupt an industry. They're not afraid to make mistakes. And that's why I think my studio is super powerful. Kids love life skills. Simply, I believe, a character development system that can help any learning environment, help children be better versions of themselves and live their best life. If you haven't had an opportunity to implement a character development system into your school and you need a really, really innovative one, please reach out to Marco at Kids Love Life Skills and we'll get you started. Elsie Accounting, my sister Letitia, I love you, my sister. Uh, she's just a gem. You know, I can't tell you what she's done for me in my life personally, but my businesses through these challenging times, she's been really a savior in many ways. A lot of people use her, Stephen Reinstein, uses her of Market Muscles, Chris Rodriguez over at GoPro Agency. She's also Maya Consultant. So my sister Letitia is working with some really reputable people in the industry. So I would encourage you to make sure if you get that opportunity that you work with my sister Letitia. Cool. All right. So, hey, as you're coming aboard, do say hi, say hi, say hi. I see a lot of people sitting up there in the eye, the eye in the sky, but I'd love to see who's here. Pamela, what's happening? What's happening? Sip Jim Taekwondo, Charlotte, North Carolina. Sensei Mish, Vancouver, Washington. Jason Smith, Believe Martial Arts. I love to give shout outs to everybody. Ashton from Believe Martial Arts. Cool, cool, cool. If you're there, let us know. Let us know. Everybody that shares today's broadcast, you're entered automatically into a drawing to win what? What are we giving away today, Marco? Can you put it in? What are we giving away? Hope it's something cool. And while we're waiting on that, I just want to share with you, we have It's Time Live Change coming up November 13th through 16th. I'm very blessed and grateful to say the first 20 spots for the four-day experience sold out. So we opened up seven more, seven more spots for, this, for the four-day experience. Our event's a little different. You know, I lead the, the, this event for the four days. And during that four days, I might bring one or two special guests uh, uh, to come in. I think what makes this event unique and that it's so life-changing in the fact that we really get down, we work on your mindset, we work on your systems, we work on your curriculum, we work on your brand, we work on your leadership. I really believe in an all-encompassing event and being a small business myself since my 20s, I'm now 59, I understand small business really, really well, I'm a third generation small business owner. So what I bring to the table, I think is very unique. I believe to be successful in today's contemporary times, we need to wear many hats and we can't just wear many hats. We need to be good at them. So we need to be good at social media, good at finances, good at budgeting, good at leadership, good at system design, good at rotating curriculum, good at cultivating a brand, good at nurturing relationships. We need to do everything. And that's why I think it's a great event for anybody who's ready for serious change. You realize your best investment is yourself. And I promise you, you come spend four days with me, it'll change your life. We will have Sam on. Why am I bringing Sam into this event? I'm going to tell you why. Sam is a single school owner with, I think, about 100 students. And he is a multimillionaire. Sam took what he made, put it in the market. Right? He's definitely a master of investing. And over the period he's done that in 30 years, he is a multimillionaire. So what I love about that is many small business owners simply do not want to open multiple schools. They are happy with their one school. And there's nothing the matter with that. If that is your version of success, that's perfectly fine. But if you can't take that one location and cultivate it into retirement, 
you know, college for your kids, paying off your home, all those different things, then you've created a job for yourself and you're a terrible boss. So my event is much different than anything else out there. If you believe you're your own best investment, please get signed up for the last seven spots for It's Time Life Change, the four-day event. California is wide open. I'm really excited. It's going to be a great event, just like the old days, as one would say, as we did back in 2019. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Again, put put in who you are. We got Respect Martial Arts. We got Marco Mazzola at Focus Martial Arts is here. Thank you. Marco, Marco, welcome, sir. It was great talking to you, sir. Uh, one of my Kempo brothers out there, he's interested in rotating curriculum, so I thought I would devote some time to that. So what are we giving away today? A 30-minute consultation with me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you'd like to earn that 30-minute consultation with me, please share this live broadcast with as many people as you can right now, right now, and you'll be entered into that drawing. There's the link for the four-day event. You know, it's 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 truly something special, and it's something I'm super, super, super proud to facilitate an offer. So let's get into this. All right. So with rotating curriculum, I, I think the biggest thing, it took me, what, 30 years to finally decide to implement it? Seriously, I'm serious as a heartbeat. It took me close to 30 years because I just didn't get it. I didn't get it because I, growing up in the martial arts, this is how I view it. And that's why I want to share this slide with you, right? ABC. The way we were taught ABCs is what? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Well, that's how we're taught it. But what if for a moment we could learn the alphabet out of order? C, A, B, Z, W, U, P. Why not? Or why not? B, C, A, G, F, L, M, Y. Because really what we're trying to do is what? The order you learn the alphabet in doesn't matter when the practical use is to make words, sentences, paragraphs, right? When you make a word, it's not in the order of the alphabet. When you write a paragraph, it's not in the order of the alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So once I was able to wrap my head around that, that I didn't have to learn this first, you know, I didn't have to know A first in order to learn B, in order to learn C. And that's the challenge with the martial arts. We've always viewed it that way. You must learn white belt curriculum first, then you must learn yellow belt curriculum, you must learn in that order. And that's that that was the huge mental block for me. Okay. And if you have questions as we're going through this, please put it in, put them in, put them in, put them in, put them in. Uh, because I want to answer these questions live as we go along. So just for a minute, Phantom, if you could learn ABCs in whatever order, because it doesn't matter. And that's rotating curriculum right there. It doesn't matter what order I earn things in. So it's not uncommon for us to teach the end of a form before you get to the middle and then the beginning. Because what if a kid comes to class, hypothetically, right? And they don't know the beginning of a form. Well, guess what? They're in a very bad shape, right? Everyone knows the first and they're all freaked out. I don't know the first part. It doesn't matter. Today, we are on the club attack. It starts on number one. This stripe covers the club attack and a knife attack, let's say hypothetically, right? And that was that changed everything for us because for me, Kenpo is very form heavy, right? Very form heavy. Most people are going, ah, nobody wants to learn forms today. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. And I love forms. They've really made a difference in my training. When there's nobody around to spar with, I can do forms. Forms are complicated. They teach you focus, balance, coordination. There's so many elements in forms, whether they're practical or not. Let's put that one on. You know, put that on the table. Doing sit-ups aren't going to help me defend myself either. A push-up's not going to help me defend myself either. That's irrelevant. We need to separate the two. There is reality and self-defense, and there's art. And I'm cool with that. I love the art of Kenpo. So I sat about, you know, understanding how can I teach forms efficiently so we keep the value and integrity of our art, but we're able to not lose that part of it. Cool? So for a moment, put that, put that to rest. You can learn the end of the form before the middle. It doesn't matter. Rotating curriculum is the same way. What is important is this. All right. I see a lot of people sitting up there in the window. Focus is practical. It is. It is very much so, Pamela. I agree. Jason Horde. 
All right. Thank you, Jason, for sharing that eight times at different places. And hello from Indianapolis. Thank you, Jason, sir. Cool. All right. So take a look at this. The old way, right? The old way of looking at things was real simple, right? We had yellow belt. We had orange, purple, and purple. Let's say hypothetically, we're looking at that. So there was no way that yellow belt could be learning what the purple belt is learning, right? Just no freaking way. It was impossible for him to do that. Everybody following me? Everybody with me? Okay. Just like whatever the orange belt was working on was too hard for the yellow belt. See, that's the way it was. So you had to learn yellow belt first, and then you had to earn orange belt. Then you had to earn purple belt. Well, imagine if we shift that around and we said everything in new way, it's three belts training together. Year one, year one is yellow belts, orange belts, and purple belts. They're all training together. And whatever they learn in that year, they're all gonna learn it. And it doesn't matter what order they, earn, they learn it in. I just had to be mindful. Whatever that yellow belt's working on isn't boring for the orange or purple belt, right? And vice versa, whatever, you know, when we move into purple belt curriculum, it wasn't too challenging for the yellow belt. That was the most important thing is really laying out the curriculum and saying to myself, well, is this too difficult for this brand new yellow belt? Can they move into year one and whatever year one's doing you know, it's not too hard for them, but it's not boring for that purple belt. See, so now we're working this way instead of the tier, right? And if you, if you don't get it, put it in and I'll try to explain it another way to you. Cool? Put it in, put it in. Yeah, the learning order is not as important as long as that black belt, you have it all down. And that was really it. When Roland Osborne taught me rotating curriculum well over a decade ago, well over a decade now, it's probably maybe 12 years, you know, Roland said, back to the future, right? Marty McFly, back to the future. So we start with black belt and we work back. So what you need to do is figure out all the requirements a black belt needs to do. All of it, all of it. Take everything you want a black belt to do and start laying it out on a grid. We took an Excel spreadsheet and we wrote out everything. Now, all I was concerned was to maintain the integrity of my art. When they tested for black belt, I wanted them to do everything I did for black belt in 1979, right? I want to preserve the art. I want to preserve the integrity. So as long as they do everything I did for black belt, when they test for black belt, it doesn't matter where the form goes, where the self-defense goes, where the sparring goes. It doesn't matter. There was actually a form at white belt in our system of Kenpo that now sits in year four. Can you believe it? That's how hard that form was because there was no rhyme or reason back then. They just taught what they felt like teaching. So that form that was at white belt now sits up in year four and the experience is so much better. The students are so much better because of it. I remember asking my instructor, why do we have this form? He goes, well, the goal is to weed out the weak. Well, you know, I understand back in the days, martial arts, you're going to war, you want the strongest warriors with you. That's not the case today. My job is to help the weak become strong. So we move that form up into year four. And we had that conversation. My, my instructor said to me, you know, you got all these belts and stripes and badges and all this stuff. You know, I don't get it. I said, well, I think the better question, sir, is are you happy with our black belts? And he said, Absolutely. Do they have all the components that you believe a black belt should have? Yes. Do they do all the required curriculum? Yes, they do. So who cares where I put it? It doesn't matter. I do an exercise at It's Time Life Change where we climb up to the top of this play structure. And I say, everybody, climb to the top. And we all climb to the top. I said, did we all climb up here the same way? No. Did we all get to the top? Yes. That's, that's really, so that's why you start with black belt and work backwards. Okay, start with black belt and work backwards. And if you can see this picture, right, that's the old way. Yellow belt was year one, orange belt was year two, purple belt was year three. Well, now guess what? Year one, there's three belts in it. There's three belts in it. And why so? Why do we do that? Let me see if this is the slide I need. Where's this one? Okay, this is the slide I need. So really what it comes down to now is how much curriculum you can teach in a two-week period. Because here's how, how we run our curriculum. Every two weeks, 
a student is earning a stripe or a tip every two weeks, okay? Every two weeks. So on average, how many classes does a kid come to? Two, right? The average kid comes to two classes per week, okay? You with me on that? Most kids come to two classes per week. Now, each class is what, 45 minutes? Okay, I get that. So week one, the first day they come is what? Curriculum. What is their B day? Their second day of the week? Sparring, right? Do most of us agree? Isn't that what we do? Day one of the week is curriculum. Day two of the week is sparring. They used to call it A, B days. A, B days, right? Okay, I get it. A, B days, right? A, B days. So 45 minutes on A day, 45 minutes on B day. Get rid of B day because that's all sparring. So I have 45 minutes on the A day. Now we go into week two. Week two, 45 minutes of curriculum, 45 minutes of sparring, A day, B day. So roughly between week one and week two, I have 90 minutes of curriculum class time. 90 minutes of curriculum class time. So it really comes down to, well, how many moves can I teach them in 90 minutes? How much can I drill and still have time to tip them out, to tip them out? So week one for us is learning week, right? And everybody in this school knows that. It sits up on the wall, clear as day. There is learning week, right? Week one is when they're learning the curriculum. Week two is when they're earning the stripe. So it's very clear. Somebody will walk in, oh, it's earning week. I'm supposed to be ready to earn my stripe. So week one, learning week, drilling. Week two, we drill, 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 and they tip out at the end of their class as a group. We don't look at kids one person at a time. All you got to do is say, everybody face this way. Okay, good. And everybody face this way. And everybody face this way. And everybody face this way. And you repeat it four times. So this kid in the back row, you think is simply copying the guy in front of him. Well, guess what? Now we turn him this way. So he can't copy. You don't need to see one person at a time. You need to see them demonstrated proficiently. Does that make sense? I've even gone as far as to say, okay, everybody close your eyes and we do it. That way nobody's looking at somebody else's paper. Make sense? Now, so realistically, the human mind can comprehend three to eight moves, three to eight different moves. So when you design curriculum for a stripe in a two-week period, it should be no more than three to eight moves. Now, if they're repeating something over and over, that's fine. It's still got to be three to eight moves. I don't care if you do a hundred of one move. It's still one move. So write that down. Three to eight moves is what I'm teaching in a two-week period. Okay? To any, your one group has three to eight moves. Your two group has three to eight moves. Your three is three to eight moves. Your four. All right? You got me? You with me on that? And please put in your questions because this was daunting for me. Michael, how did you handle the transition, transitioning students from a traditional curriculum to rotate? That's a great one, Michael. So hold that thought. Let me answer Michael's question. All right. So the challenge was this, Michael, because we had been going the old way, right? You have year one students. For us, it's yellow belt, yellow, orange, and orange belt, right? Yellow, orange, orange belt, uh, yellow, orange, and orange right? We do half belts in between. So under our curriculum, we have six stripes for yellow belt, six stripes for yellow orange belt, six stripes for orange belt. Okay. But when we rolled out rotating curriculum, we had three belt levels, yellow, yellow, orange, and orange. So we sat there and said, well, we can't start here with stripes one to six under yellow belt because this orange belt already knows stripes one to six and he already knows stripes seven to 12. Okay, because we do six stripes, one every two weeks. At the end of three months, you have six stripes on your belt. Okay, that's how we know you're ready for testing. So it was logical, Michael. We started with stripes 13 through 18. That's what we do, January, February, March, stripes 13 through 18. April is review, makeup stripes, and belt testing, all done in class, no special ceremony, no nothing. I love the fourth month of review because we can really master what we've learned, hone it, get those makeup stripes. Because remember, we're facilitating curriculum to over 800 students 
at, at pre-pandemic, it was a thousand. So I want to make sure that they're doing their makeup stripes because it's very common, Michael, for somebody to do a three-month cycle and then come into the fourth month and they're missing a couple of tips. We got to make them up. So it was logical for us to start here, stripes 13 through 18. You know why? The orange belt didn't know 13 through 18. The yellow belt didn't know stripes 13 through 18. And the yellow belt didn't know it. So yellow, yellow, orange, and orange, none of them knew stripes 13 through 18. You follow me? And that's how we introduced it, sir. That's how it happened. So January through March, stripes 13 through 18. April, review, makeup stripes, belt testing in class. May, June, and July, stripes 7 through 12. Okay, August, makeup stripes, review and testing. September, October, November, stripes one through six. December, review, uh, makeup stripes and belt testing. And it's perfect. You know why? Because January, February, March, April, spring break. So you're going to lose people. They need those extra weeks, right? And then what do we have? May, June, July, August, everybody's coming back from school. Everyone's coming back from vacation. So you need all those weeks to get everybody. Makeup stripes review and testing. Then what do we have? September, October, November, December with the holidays and everything. So you need that full month to get all of this done. So it was done very strategically. I hope that makes sense. Does everybody get that? Does everyone get that? Who's with me on that? Come on, keep those questions coming. Keep those questions coming. So see, this is really well thought out because I did that. I mean, I'd walk on the floor going, oh, what do I feel like? I'm really tired tonight. Okay, everybody, let's spar and drill. No way. We have it down to a science. So right now my team is staff training. It's Friday. We're coming into July. So we're in July. What stripes are we on? Anybody know? Jason, what stripes are we on? Stripes 11 and 12, right? Because what did we do January, February, March? We did stripes 13 through 18. April, review and testing. So we came into May. What was May? Stripe 7 and 8. What was June? Stripe 9 and 10. What is July? Stripe 11 and 12. It's systematic. So my team will sit down and train today on stripes 11 and 12 for level one, which is year one. They'll do stripes 11 and 12 for level two, which is year two. They'll do stripes 11 and 12 for year three, stripes 11 and 12 for year four, stripes 11 and 12 for black belt going to first degree. So that way it's very systematic and that's all they're going to drill on. They're not going to do anything else. It's not haphazard. It's not whatever we want to do. It's very systematic. And they, that's all they'll train on. What pad to hold, how to teach the technique, what are the trouble spots, all of those things. So that way, you never hear Mr. So-and-so said, teach it this way. No, it's very systematic. Nobody works at McDonald's and decides to put, you know, cayenne pepper on the french fries it's a recipe and they follow it verbatim verbatim you with me verbatim and i'm very passionate about that and i have found administering curriculum in kenpo was easy with 100 150 students that's why most schools get stuck at 100 to 150 students because a personality driven business you could do that and maintain 100 to 150 students. I hit that wall all day long, all day long, all day long. Then I recognized once we moved to rotating curriculum, we could administer curriculum more effectively to a bigger group, cool? So that's why, what do we have? One stripe every two weeks, three to eight moves, because look at the time frame. So how do we supplement that though? <coughs> we made sure we have real great curriculum videos, really great curriculum, not good, really great curriculum videos so they can go into our app right now and be able to look at the stripe they're working on. There's not a single parent that can't look up at our wall and go, oh, they're working on red stripe 11. Great. My kid is what? A level two student. Let me go into the app, look at level two red stripe 11. Boom. And we announce it at the end of class. It's in our newsletter. It's in our social media post. So there's not a single person that doesn't know every level is working on Red Stripe 11 for the next two weeks. That's it. My team knows it. That's what they train on. We know it. That's what we teach in class. The parents know it. So they know what their kids should practice and the kids know it. So it's very systematic and, and it's really allowed us to produce better martial artists. 
Laura, do you have a formal grading or is it a regular class? Absolutely not, Laura. Our parents and kids are so busy that we don't want to change their schedule any more than we have to. And you know when I really learned this, Laura? I was speaking at somebody's graduation. I was flown out to Texas, and I'm speaking at a graduation, and I was just in awe. There were like 800 people in this big facility, and, and, and you know, it was a black belt graduation too. And I'm sitting there next to the seating area just waiting, you know, getting get my head in the game. And I look over at this dad. And he's sitting like this on his phone. You can see he was, <clears throat> he was all kind of, you know, agitated. And he's texting. Then finally he got on the phone. He goes, we're not done yet. You know, and I'm, I'm listening. He goes, I don't know what the heck's going on. You know, but we've been sitting here and doing nothing for like two hours now. And uh, I don't know what's up. And what happened was his son was a white belt going to yellow belt. Okay. Now. If I'm a black belt going for my black belt, I'm the parent, I'm happy. I'll stay there all day long. I'm invested in your culture. I get it. No problem. This guy's a brand new dad. His kid was getting his freaking yellow belt and he hadn't done anything. All he's doing, and I get it. I get why people do that. They want everybody there. They're going to upgrade them into the black belt club. Look how cool it is to be a black belt. Not cool. Not cool at all. I don't know you yet. I'm not invested in you yet. I'm just going for my yellow belt. Let me do it and get done. So that was the that was the, the first aha moment. Second, you know, you run bell testing, half the people aren't there. You got to do makeups, things like that. So I got to recognize that people didn't understand the value of testing, right? So it was more important to me that I created a more convenient way to do that. Now, Laura, black belt testing, four hours, you know, it's, it's a different experience. But for all our regular belt testing, it's done in class, we go through the stripes, everyone tests, we award belts and certificates at the end of every class because some people will learn faster, progress faster. They have six stripes coming into the fourth month. So we've chosen to do it in class and I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you how it's increased our retention rate. So that would be my suggestion for that too. I would only do a formal grading for black belt. That's it. That's it. Right. And so, but see, listen to the mindset, formal grading, regular class. Ah, the testing experience is just as brilliant. We take pictures, we hype it up at the end, because really the magic moment is when they get their certificate belt, is it not? Right, that parent's not sitting the whole time watching the test. They'll look, look at their phone, talk to their other kid, da, da, they may even go out and get a cup of coffee. So if we can shift our mindset as the visionary formal grading regular class, there's no different because we teach our kids this. When is your test? Every day, sir. And what is that test? To always do your best. So whether it's a formal grading or a regular class, the mindset is my test is every day. And my test is to do my best. That's it. All day, every day. So I want to be mindful of that. Okay. I, I really believe, especially when you move up into bigger numbers, you want to make sure that you maintain the integrity, but you want to make sure that you're seeing all your students and you're making sure they're earning that next tip. They're earning the next belt. Cool. So everybody with me up to this point. Yeah. Thank you. So Mark will put that in. If you want to listen to Brandon on the go, download this show wherever you download your favorite podcast. This will be there in all in my podcast. So Marco can put where at Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Cool. All right. And 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 I, I really saw that. I really saw that because when I grew up in the martial arts, uh, bell testing was never this big to do. It never was. Never was, never was. It was hard, you know, it was very Spartan and there was, wasn't bells and whistles and a slideshow and fireworks and signs being waved. None of that happens in traditional testing. Traditional testing is very rigorous and it's very, it's, it's done differently. So we want to make sure that what they do in class is the same thing they do in their testing. There should be no difference. That's why when is your test? every day. What is your test? To always do your best. And if we create that mindset, then kids are consistently performing at a high level. You, you know that person, they mess around in class, boom, boom, but they get into the test, they're a rock star. There's a huge disconnect there. The key to quality is consistency. So you consistently want your students to feel like they're testing all the time. It's a mindset, right? And what is the test? To always do your best. Cool. All right. So now what that led me to was this. So as I shared with you, we run everything in a three-month cycle, right? A three, 
month cycle. That's how we run our schools. All right. So here's an example. If you were just starting rotating curriculum in your brand new school, you wouldn't start with stripes uh, 13 through 18 like us. You would start with stripe one and two, right? One and two. January, stripe one and two. Teach, review, and test out one stripe every two weeks, all right? One stripe every two weeks. February, stripe three and four. March, stripe five and six. April, makeup stripes, review, and testing. So in a three-month period, I can look at your belt, and ideally, you have six different colored stripes on your belt, numbered one to six. Stop with the electrical tape, please. Get rid of the freaking electrical tape. It's tacky, and, and it makes no sense. I look at your belt, you got three black tips on it. What's neat now is every class we come to, we do a visual scan, and the instructor is able to tell he's missing stripes. We need to talk to the parent, get him to take a 15-minute complimentary virtual private, have them come in early 15 minutes, or worst-case scenario, comp them a 30-minute private because we don't want anyone to get left behind. But we do not compromise them being a proficient martial artist. That's done because it's a value system, right? Now, guess what? We have no paperwork. We have no paperwork, right? One, we don't charge belt testing fees ever, ever, ever. We charge a premium for your monthly tuition, but we don't charge belt testing. We got rid of belt testing decades ago, and it's just worked into our pricing, okay, in our monthly billing. So I can look at anybody's belt and be able to see this person has stripes one through six. You see that? Stripes one, two, three, four, five, six. Now, we're reviewing, let's say we review stripe one in class. We look at everybody, we tip them out. Guess what we do? We walk around with a Sharpie and we just sign the back of the stripe. That's all we do. So by the end of the month, all six of those stripes are signed off physically. And once we know that, we just let our front desk know, you know, prepare a certificate and a belt. That's how simple it is. And we're able to administer this testing and this curriculum to over 800 students or is where we're at today, 800. And when we moved and what really showed me the value of rotating curriculum, the value of this system that's so honed and tight, we simply moved from the platform from, from in-person classes to virtual. It was really that we went from 1,000 students down to about, oh, 750 right in there. No, it was 950 down to 700. Excuse me. 950, we dropped down to 700. That's not bad. We were still running 700 students. Now we're back up to 800 and we're growing. But the martial arts students simply moved from this platform, which was in person to virtual. That's simple. That simple because the curriculum is so tight and when your systems around that are so tight the ability to deliver it at a high level is great because guess what for most people every january february march it's the same stripes nothing different it just gets better and gets better and gets better we're always refining our teaching methods but fundamentally we know exactly what to teach at any given time it's powerful i can't express that enough cool all right, so I want to get some questions. Get your questions in there. Get your questions. Get your questions in there. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Letitia. Yeah. Yeah, using class time, but that's why we need a whole month, Jerry. I agree with you. We use class times because that whole month, you know, my team isn't stressed out. Your students aren't stressed out. Your parents aren't stressed out because they might come into review month. And as long as they got four stripes on that belt, you have no challenge about them testing and being done. Some will come in with three. And if they come in with three, we, you know, we, we go into commando mode. That kid's in there, you know, in all their classes, we're asking them to do 15 minute virtual privates. And we make sure that they get that next belt. We just do. Now, Here's something unique. What happens if I don't finish testing that month? What happens, right? I have six stripes on my belt. Only three of them are signed off and I didn't earn my belt in that review makeup stripe month. Guess what? You go into the next month wearing that same belt and you start earning new stripes on the other side of your belt. But in the interim, we tell that parent, they didn't finish testing. They still have three stripes on that belt that need to be completed. We didn't get to test them. We'd like to offer you a 30-minute private lesson. We encourage you to take advantage of the 15-minute virtual private lessons that are free. 
show up 15 minutes before class. And it's not uncommon for this kid to get those remaining three stripes signed off, have two stripes on this belt, right? Because they've learned that. And then they get a new belt, we transfer the two stripes. Everybody with me on that? It's just like if I choose to pull my kids out of school and go on vacation, right? Let's say we do that. Guess what? The teacher is going to give me schoolwork for them to do. It is up to us to make up that schoolwork because we come back to school. They're not going to stop the whole class and go back over the curriculum I missed because I was on vacation. No, 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 not at all. What they are going to do is figure out a way for me to make up that material while I'm learning this material. Now that happens very far and few, but just know that. Just know that it has happened. Someone's gone through the whole month of review, makeup stripes and belt testing. And we look at their belt. You only have three stripes signed off. You still have three more stripes to finish. So it's up to you to get 15 minute complimentary private lessons, schedule a paid private, whatever. Over the next three month period while we're learning six new stripes, because we're not going to stop to go back over that. Everybody with me on that? Everybody get that? And that's been huge for us. That's been huge. Cool. Please put in your questions. I know this is daunting. Like I said, it took me 30 freaking years to finally go, what? How can that, how can that yellow belt be learning what the orange belt is learning? Because if you think of any given year, let's say they finish their white belt, they get their yellow belt. Really, everything you're learning in the next year, it's not that far-fetched. It's not that far off as far as you know, degree of difficulty. You move into year two, even easier. Everybody, because we're fundamentally just building upon it, right? A front kick is done as a white belt. A front kick is done in a form in year two, three, four, right? Think about that. A punch, a cross punch is done in beginner. It's done in year one, year two, year three, year four. Might be in, you know, a different sequence or routine, but fundamentally we're building upon it. So it's, it, for me, it's worked really, really well. Yeah. And Jason's sharing, our parents love review and testing month. It gives them the peace of mind if they need to go somewhere, something comes up and they can't make it. And that was the other valuable point, you know, with that, because in your three-month cycle of six stripes, not everybody's going to make every freaking class. Imagine if at the end of three months, you had to have all six stripes. Your retention's going to drop, right? And I say this passionately because, you know what? I got a brown belt when I was seven. And I wore a brown belt until I was 17. There were no stripes. There were no badges. There was nothing. You tested when, when your teacher said you tested. And so it was never about that. But I get it today. People need tangible results, right? Just like social media. We can look at our insights at Facebook ads and it's tangible. If I can't measure it, it's irrelevant. It's all hypothetical. Same thing here. A parent needs to see a tangible way that the kid's progressing. So short-term goals, earn your stripe. Midterm goals, earn your next belt. Long-term goal, earn, earn your black belt and moving forward. So those goals are really, really important. And it's, it's more smaller, manageable chunks. Okay, manageable chunks. Now, keep your questions coming. I, I love the questions. Put them in, put them in. Yeah, and, and this is another one. We are happy to have our Sunday Stripe Belt Workshops back. Two hours, come in and make up the Stripe. So another thing that, that we've done, and we'll get back to it, I'm sure, after this whole thing is opened up. We had a Saturday morning practice class. You come there, you can do a makeup Stripe. At the end of every month, we also do a makeup Stripe workshop, right? So those two things have been in place pre-pandemic, and we'll get back to them as well. Because nobody gets left behind. And again, we're administering curriculum what, to 950 students pre-pandemic? So to have at the end of every month a makeup stripe workshop, another added benefit. Do you charge more for it? No. It's a Saturday morning practice class. Do you charge for it? No. It's just added value. Anytime I pay you 100 bucks and you give me $500 worth of value, I'm a happy camper. So that's another perspective about having things like that. These, these high-end curriculum videos, huge things, side note. Curriculum videos are not freaking demo videos. Someone said, yes, I've got curriculum videos. Then I look and he's standing like this with no microphone and he's way back here doing a pumse or something with his back to the freaking camera. That is not an, an instructional video. An instructional video is based upon what? I've already taught it to you in class and here's what we need to work on. And then utilizing things, of course, like Minicam, right? 
Right? Kenpo is very right-hand dominant. Ed Parker, Ralph Castro, right-handed people. A lot of right front kicks, a lot of right-hand dominant stuff. You know, we sat there teaching forms backwards, backwards for the first couple months. Now, I mean, we never do it. So things such things like that, using ManyCamp, understanding all the different things that come with it to teach curriculum effectively. So make sure you have an instructional video, then of course, at the end of the instructional video, you demonstrate it to them how they have to earn the stripe. This is the way it's supposed to be done. Fast, strong, etc. Their goal is to keep up and copy you. So great instructional videos are imperative imperative. Why? Video's king. We know that it's social media. Video's king. It simply is. So you want to have great curriculum videos that they can conveniently access through the app into an iPad and always be at their fingertips. I've walked in and watched kids sitting there looking at the phone, practicing uh, the stripe before class. It's all good. So see all these different ways we help people be successful. My papa would say, this is your video. You know, you got to remember it. That's why, honestly, from Black Belt Up, we have no curriculum videos. And that's been intentional. But you know what? I've gotten enough feedback, pushback from my team over the years. The next thing we're going to do is make curriculum videos for Black Belt to first degree. Curriculum videos from first to second, second to third going on. I've wanted to maintain that integrity and say, you as a student, you have to memorize this stuff now. But again, I want people to be successful. And I think that's going to help our retention even more at Black Belt. I really do. I really do. Let's see what our questions are. If you have four stripes needed to test and protect, uh, progress, what is each stripe for? Forms, basic drills, et cetera. Well, you know, honestly, sir, it could be for anything. But what we did is when we looked at Kenpo, right? I noticed Kenpo had blocking sets, right? We've had things like a blocking set. We'd have things like, you know, a kicking set, front kicks, or a front and side kick set. We had only, so I said, great, let's break it down. Let's even things out. So every six stripes, there's some type of blocking set. There's some type of striking. There is a form. There is a self-defense. There's a, a, there's a sparring. So it's pretty even. So whatever six stripes you're working on, because we're just simply building upon it, we balance that out. But be mindful, though. I think the big mistake people make is when you look at a form, right? You make you look at a form, Jerry. A form could be, what, 20 to 30 moves? So you've got to break that form into three stripes, right? So in our lower level, year one, year two, it's not uncommon to see three of those stripes being a form. Not uncommon at all. Because I want to make sure they're learning that form and learning it well. The mistake I made in the beginning was one stripe was a form, one stripe was a punching set, one stripe was a kicking exercise, one stripe was a sparring combination, one stripe, you know, was a blocking set. And so this form was taking forever. People would be just overwhelmed, overwhelmed. So I found the proper thing was to break that form into a couple of stripes and teach it that way. Cool? Did Virginia put an idea in there? Where is it? Did I miss something Virginia added? Mm -hmm. I don't see it, Jason. What was the great idea from Virginia? Okay, so, and, and I'm really mindful of that. I am a master of curriculum design. I've worked with Shotokan, I've worked with BJJ. It doesn't matter. I can take anything and create a rotating curriculum for it. Again, it goes back to the principle of what? Okay, two classes a week. First class is 45 minutes, second class is sparring. Great, so we have 45 minutes the first week, 45 minutes the second week, 90 minutes to teach, drill, and tip out a stripe. Three to eight moves because you got a warm up, you got a stretch, you have meditation, a live talk or mat chat, and then you have a game at the end. Oh God, now we're down to 30 minutes of class time. 30, 30 is 60. I have 60 minutes to teach something, drill it, and tip them out. Because I don't count on you practicing at home. Ever, ever, ever. I know we say they should practice. I know we want to make them practice, but I am not, I can't control that. What I can control is that class time, right? That class time. Cool? I hope that makes sense. Come on, keep the questions coming, folks. I love it.
Oh, Virginia, Jerry, maybe you could order custom badges through Kids of Blasco's that would be designed to represent your belt tips. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I see what Jerry's saying. Okay, let's back up here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, but I, I, I don't believe that would be necessary, Jerry, at all. Somebody had sashes, and, and do you know what they did with our belt stripes that worked really well? They took the end of the sash. Let's say it's the end of this T-shirt. They took the stripe, and they folded it in half like this, Jerry. So the problem with putting it on the flat of the sash, right, the, slash, the, the sash does this and all those different things. So they made sure at the end of the sash that's never going to get crinkled or folded really, where you make the knot. Right, they put it on the end and they folded the stripe in half. Give that a shot. See if that works. See if that works. Um, that's one way somebody went. Somebody just went with a new thing with they got different colored safety pins. But I, I think that gets expensive and, and that's a long way to go. Oh yeah, but see, I, I love that you still do forms, Jerry. I, I tell you, if we didn't, if we didn't have forms through this pandemic. Well, I, I don't know if we'd have any students because moving to virtual, it's, you know, working with BJJ schools and stuff, it's hard because a lot of it's hands on. So being able to at least stay fit and manage their stress and move with forms was powerful through this pandemic. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the custom badges could work as well. Absolutely, sir. But remember, you know, as you grow your schools, I mean, that can be very costly, very costly. So I would still look at, taking those stripes and figure out how can I make them work? Do, you know, but once you wrap around the front and back of the sash, that might help. I don't know, but that material is pretty slick. You know why? Because a, a shiny sash is coated, right? The material is not shiny on its own, right? It's, it's chemicals and dyes and things like that. So I, I would try to look at that and figure that out. But again, when you have a class going on and you can look at someone's sash and know what stripes they have, that's really powerful. That's really powerful because I can help students that are falling behind and tell them to get a private, talk to the parent. Remember, for us, it happens there on the mat. And if I have to look at a Rolodex card to know what stripes you have, if I have to go into software, I'm teaching on the mat. I want to go da 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 right? I want to be able to be able to do that quickly. And you can't do that. Your team won't be successful unless you empower them. Those stripes need to be visible to everybody in the class. Cool? Laura's asking, students that pay for four months, earn tips, sign off and ready to grade, all good. Another student that pays for three months, but one month on obligation earns a tip, sign off, could grade. Do you send them to grade? Any pushback from parents? Um, first thing, we really focus on being a subscription-based business model where everything's month to month, month to month. So paying for four months, paying for three months, let's take that off the table because for us, it's month to month. But let's go to the real question is, a student does three months, then he's on hold for vacation. They are in all six tips that are signed off, could grade. Yes, absolutely. Let's say hypothetically, but here's what happens, okay? This is what happens, Laura. I get all six stripes, let's say hypothetically. I come in to review belt testing and makeup stripe month. I'm gone on vacation. I'm on hold. I come back as the new cycle starting. What happens then? What happens then, Laura? That person's got to start earning, learning and earning the next set of stripes, right? We have to figure out how to get them tested. Oh, I see a workshop. Maybe, especially coming off August, you do an extra Saturday afternoon for two hours, make a belt testing class, right? You tell them to take 15-minute privates. You have them show up 15. Because technically, Laura, I have three months because we're on a new set of stripes, right? I have three months to test out on those six stripes and get a new belt. See, that's the peace of mind we have. And worst case scenario, we're working on a stripe for two weeks. In that two weeks, you do a 15-minute private, we sign off on that first stripe. Next two weeks, you earn a next stripe, we sign off on your next stripe. You see where I'm going with that? It still comes back to that same thing, Laura, that they took a month off. We just have to help facilitate them getting tested as we move forward. Because we're going to move forward. 
right? We, we, we got to move forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, when the day's done, when the day's done, it's just a belt. So whether you use belts or sashes or, you know, my pop always said the belt just holds up my pants. So, yeah, I, I you know, I just, if, if you're teaching Kung Fu, does it compromise the integrity of your Kung Fu uh, by having to, to do that? You know, we, we, we wear our belt not in the middle, but when great grandmaster Ralph Castor went back to Shaolin Kenpo, they wore their belts this way with the knot on the side. It looks like a sash to me in many ways. So to differentiate themselves from American Kenpo and other systems of karate, the belt knot doesn't sit in the middle. The belt knot sits on one side. Different strokes for different folks. Laura, do you charge for makeup testing? We don't charge for testing at all, Laura. As we shared, we work our pricing into our tuition to begin with. We do. And to me, that type of added value, what is it? A two-hour, let's say we do a two-hour workshop for makeup belt testing because we have so many people who took the summer off. What is that? Two instructors at $15 to $20 an hour. Minimum wage here is 16-something. So what's that costing me? What's that costing me? 100 bucks. It's nothing. To retain a student for another three months, for another six months, a year, it's nothing. It's nothing. So we're mindful of that. Cool. I think I think the big thing, no matter what we do, oh, good. And if it doesn't compromise your system, Jerry, even better, even better. See, as you hear, I keep going back to that because for me, rotating curriculum could not compromise the integrity of my system. That's why I veered away from rotating curriculum forever because everybody taught me, well, it's just so one guy can teach more people, blah, 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 blah. I, well, that sucks. You know, but once I understood rotating curriculum could be implemented and utilized to produce better martial artists, I'm all for that all day, every day. Cool. So I, I wouldn't be concerned with that. Again, Laura, if you over-service people, you, then they feel that what I pay you for, I get so much more value that emotionally and psychologically is retention 101, right? It is. It is. We've all had that pleasant experience when we pay a certain amount and we get more than we bargained for. We're like, whoa whoa, this is pretty amazing. So it's the same thing here. I, I would rather be the apple of martial arts and then, you know, I don't know, freaking, it's like Southwest Airlines, right? Southwest Airlines, everybody flies first class. Everybody does, right? There's no additional fees. I'm really bummed when I go to a five-star resort and then they charge me to park my car. They charge me to use the gym. They, it's like, whoa, I'm already paying you, you know, close to a thousand bucks a night and you're going to nickel and dime me on that kind of stuff. You can't build relationships with that, right? I want to build relationships. And when people know I'm giving them more, that's powerful. That's, that's to me, it's retention you can't quantify. Cool? All right. And as you can see, I could talk about rotating curriculum all day long. But, but the bottom line is, you know, if you really want to revamp your curriculum, it's something that takes work. You know, I did one with uh, Lorenzo Sandoval. We've spent thousands of dollars. He'll fly up and we go through everything. And okay, well, why do you, does a white belt need to learn this? Let's break it down. It's a 45 minute class. Da, 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 da. What pads to hold? How does your team introduce this technique? Right? All those different things. I think that's really where the magic comes in. Like, for example, this turn and down block, right? We know that that's done in so many systems, Taekwondo. You are not getting a white belt to turn. That just doesn't happen. Right, they're looking like this, it's all jacked up. So we created a simple system because what is that? That we created where they go one, two, three. One, two, and three. So that that became a stripe. And then we added this one, two, three. So that was learned first. We started with the feet, then the kids stood there, and literally, I mean, I kid you not, folks, it's one, two, one. Two, one, two. Okay, put that behind your back. One, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, let's put it together. One, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, let's do it with the feet now. One, two. Good, right? One, two. And then it became that. I see on and on and on. Then, you know what it became? Okay, turn and face this way. Everybody, look at the mirror. Take your left foot. Step into a Kenpo. Okay, or whatever their stance is, a front stance. Okay, again, look to the left. 
right? Or in this case, because most kids don't load left and right. Look at the mirror, okay? Touch your left leg, touch your left leg, touch your left leg. What leg is this? Left. What leg is this? Left. Awesome. Step with your left leg and face the mirror. See, I mean, I kid you not. It became all of that. Then it became, okay, one, two. See, so we know what the end result is. This is the end result. But getting all this and going sideways, that became the issue. So I know what the end result is. The end result, that's the end result. I get that. I get that. I get that. That's not the point. The point is, how do I get there? Right? And so it became all these steps beforehand. And if you can look at your curriculum that way and break it down that way, you create all these little drills. I could teach you a cross punch for 45 minutes and you would think you're doing 10 different techniques. It's how we disguise repetition, but that's a whole nother level of teaching. So once you get your curriculum laid out, then you got to test it in real time like any other system. All right, this is the strive for two weeks. Your team's coming back going, uh, excuse me, that's way too much curriculum. We've been trying to teach it. Nobody's getting it. Great. Go back to the drawing board da, 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 until you, you have it down. But where do we start? Black belt, work back. What are all the requirements for black belt? And then filter them out. We ended up adding in a thing called black belt prep, a whole year of preparation because we had six people fail a test. Remember, I don't charge bell testing fees. Sure, they're paying tuition, but we don't charge a bell testing fee. So people were happy when we did that. We got some gruff in the beginning, but now it's, it's great, right? The goal is I'm creating an experience, a learning experience. Black belt's just another day. It's part of the process. It's really what we do each and every class that determines whether they stay or not. That's really it. The color of the belt, what it, what, what it is, is what it is. But ultimately, when the day's done, that belt holds up their pants. I want them to come to the school engaged. I want them to come there valuing the relationship that we offer. And I think that's more important than anything. Our retention at Black Belt is, is like crazy. I think it's like 85, 90%. It's something crazy, crazy, because we make Black Belt important, but Black Belt's just one more, one more step in the journey. It's not the destination. I mean, it's not the journey. It's not the destination, it's the journey. But yeah, good, Jerry. I'm glad. Jerry, are you doing upgrade programs? Blackboard clubs are using one flat free. Oh, man. Okay. Go have fun, Jason, teaching. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, again, the Southwest mentality, right? I will honestly say I fly first class on most airlines. That's one of my perks. It's one of the things I enjoy. You know, you get on the plane first, you sit there, then everybody walks by you, you know, and then they shut the curtain. If I'm back in coach, that's not the best experience. Yeah, but we're all getting there. We're all going to get to the same location when we're done. Yeah, but the experience, see, again, it's not about the destination, it's the journey, right? When I walk into a school and I see a black belt club, a leadership club, a, a, a master's club, for me, only for me, for our vision, who are we? One martial arts, not two, not three, not four. We're one school. We're one people. We're one. We're one. I found those promote niches. Black belt club is this. I mean, just listen to it. Black belt club. Oh, you want to be part of this club? You got to pay more ABC. Again, for me, that just simply doesn't work. For some people, it's a good day. More power to you, rock and roll. For us, it doesn't work for us. It simply does not work for us. And that's where we're at with that. So for me, it's like when I, again, and this is branding 101, when I walk into uh, watch the Warriors play. Now, sure, they have different uniforms when they're away and at home. But imagine if you stood there and looked at the court. Steph Curry had one color uniform on, this guy had another color uniform, this guy had a different color, you wouldn't know what the team was. What I love about one martial arts, we all wear the same uniform, black. It's a black uniform. It's kind of like a gang. I kid you not, we're a team. Everybody's on the same page. When that white belt stands next to a black belt, he knows he can be that black belt. But if he sees a guy with a red uniform, a blue uniform, a white top, a bottom top, for me, that confuses the brand. It doesn't create cohesiveness with that brand. And that's just for me. 
for me. So I personally do not believe in clubs because they promote niches, separate, and most important, elitism. I'm, I'm the elite of the school because I'm in the black belt club. I'm in the elite. Everybody flies first class. I would rather charge a premium dollar from white belt all the way through than to have these upgrades. And remember, you know, I think the other thing with that, Jerry, we don't have, um, we don't have program directors. We don't have a front desk anymore. Everything we do is, is all through the app. Where we focus on service and relationships is on the mat. Cool? All right. So we got to wrap this one up, man. It's been powerful today. It's recorded. You go back and watch this a bunch of times, please. Make sure that you do that. Uh, Marco will download it from Facebook because I know it's there. That's where we left it, Marco. Um, it's there. Make sure that we do that. Let me take a moment. We've been so deep in this. I want to double back and make sure that I thank my sponsors. I want to thank my studio. I want to thank Kids Love Life Skills and LC Accounting. You know, I love you guys. You are disruptors. I'm glad that you're willing to take chances, make the mistakes for everybody else, as I do. You know, people ask me, are you a leader? You know, I say, no, I'm not a leader. I'm nobody's leader. I am an example. And hopefully my example will inspire people to find their own path, to find their own way of success, right? A mom complimented me this morning. I did a private before uh, this, this broadcast and we're working on pride to be proud of yourself. And then we talked about false pride. And one of the things I talked about, you know, there's people out there with a lot of money and that aren't very nice people. Should they be proud of themselves? He goes, well, no. I said, that's an example of false pride. I believe I can act any way I can because I pay you. I can be a big butthead, you know, because I come into your resort and I'm paying for the penthouse suite. So you've got to treat me a certain way. It's emulated in movies. It's emulated in everything. And I don't think anyone's any better because they have more zeros at the end of their bank account. When you put us both in the ground, nobody's going to care how much money we made. So I think it's very important, but don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, right? I believe making money is very, very important. I can't take care of my family. I can't take care of my team. I can't retire. I can't go on vacation. I can't take care of my medical insurance. I can't, you know, help my team create their version of success unless we're making great money. So create the best product, the best curriculum, the best service, the best delivery the best ambiance, the best of everything, then you can charge premium dollar. Get rid of the clubs, get rid of the niches, get rid of the belt fees and focus on service and staff training. I mean, I, I say that all the time and I will continue to say, yeah, um, treat the janitor with the same respect as a CEO. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know me, that's who I am. And that's what I do. So I don't look at myself as a leader. I'm not your leader. Be your own freaking leader. Right. But what I do hope is I can be an example that inspires you to discover through self discovery, through trial and error, through mistakes, what is your version of success? And don't tell, don't let anybody tell you there's so many ways to be successful. Why would you listen to me or anybody else? Right. It's your life, it's your space, it's your race. I don't care how much money you make, you don't pay my rent. It doesn't matter to me. Right. And somebody said that, you know, I was very, well, that was the mom was trying to get at, you know, he's very envious of this rich guy. And I said, well, does that rich guy feed you, clothe you, pay your rent? He said, no. So, so who cares whether he's rich or not? It's irrelevant. Same thing here. You know, we turn to so many other people to, to tell us what success is, to tell us how to live our lives, to tell us how to run our business. That's insane. Figure it out. Figure out that's the joy of being an entrepreneur. That's the joy. But make no mistake, I read all the time. I'm studying all the time. But it gets filtered through my value system, and that value system determines the choices that I make. Cool? All right. It's time life change. Who's coming? We have seven spots left for the four-day experience. It will simply be the best investment, and that's in yourself. Get signed up for that. Cool? Uh, I thank my sponsors. Marco, what's left? What's left? What's left? Uh, podcast. Make sure you watch my podcast. It's there. Marco posted. All my shows are, are now on a podcast. There are a lot of different places. Make sure you check that out. Um, my It's Time Live group mentoring. I've taken so many schools from 10,000 a month to 50K a month. That's, I can do that standing on my head. I am a small business owner. I am like you. I am in the trenches. I understand. 
I'm a third generation small business owner, cut my teeth in my grandma's restaurants, my dad's school. I've owned several businesses before the martial arts schools, which I've owned for 21 years. Data, please have data to back it up. There's so many fly-by-night consultants running around who know how to use Canva a little bit and make a picture look good that don't know diddly. They rip off me, they rip off everybody. And, and, and it's just simply be weary of that. Be weary because this is your life. This is your purpose. Make sure you align yourself with mentors and network with people that you share the same value system. Cool? All right, Marco, let's do this. Who is our winner for today? Who is the winner for today? For sharing this, everybody went into a drawing. You get a 30-minute cons consult with me, right, Marco? 30 minutes. I just did one the other day. It's so beautiful because it's just, you know, we're kicking around stuff. It's an idea. Oh, today's winner, Sensei Mish. Sensei Mish, you are the winner today, sir. And Sensei Mishi is already part of our group mentoring program. Good for you, Sensei Mishi. He, he, he's a very diligent student, and I appreciate Sensei Mishi for that. Cool, cool, cool. All right, folks, I would like to say I am who? I am who? I am Brandon Beliso. This is Success Never Sleeps. I want to thank each and every one of you, as always. So, so grateful to you. So grateful for allowing me to fulfill my purpose, as I have for years and years now in the industry to help you do what? Live your best life. I'm Brandon Beliso. This is Success Never Sleeps. Until we talk again, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life. Mm -hmm.